I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wise Men Say podcast. We are here to preview the upcoming away fixture. We're at Charlton Athletic, as well as look at the various going ons around Sunderland Football Club over the past week. Don't worry, we've made sure um, we've closed any dodgy tabs we might have opened, or at least we've muted them, so nothing's going to be interrupted here today. I'm Roy Fallow, joined as ever by Matthew Keelan. Matthew, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Rory? Oh, wonderful, thank you. Thanks for asking, mate. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> we are also joined by Richard Easterbrook. Hello. Nice to have you back, Rick. Nice and to be back. we've got Lewis Newton for the first time in a while as well. Wise men say contributor. Lewis, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Very, oh, this is, this is lovely. Everyone's so polite this evening. <laughs> I'm very, very good, thanks. Um... Only one place to start, really, lads, and that's got to be with the hilarity of Phil Parkinson's press conference today. I don't think we... I know I touched on it at the start, but it is the the best thing to happen at the club in quite a while, I think, when a Look North presenter was... Um, we don't know exactly what he was watching, but it it no. sounded, didn't sound... Um, it sounded questionable, to say the least, didn't it? Yeah. I've been trying to get to the bottom of it, whether it's like... It sounded as though there was like some kind of talk back going on because when Oscar from the club said, What's going on here? And this the the, the person on the other end was like, You what? Kind of thing. So <laughs> got a porn site <laughs> on it. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, it didn't it's one um, of them live webcams that pops up. <laughs> you, you'd know all about that, I guess, Lewis. Um, fair play to Phil Parkinson, though, Matt. Like he um, he took it quite well, didn't he? With his little "well, thank you," well, he popped up saying um, "you're really pretty" or something like just, that. Um, like everything else, he's he's took it in his stride, hasn't he? Do, do you uh, think he thought it was? Is, do you think he thought it was genuine to begin with? And someone was just being really polite. Well, I mean, he would he wouldn't be wrong to think that. I mean. As his close personal friend and biggest fan, I, I, uh, <laughs> I see no reason to believe uh, to believe why he wouldn't think that. But no, he, like everything in the last year or so, he's he's handled it brilliantly and taken it in his stride. Well, exactly. Any any adversity, he just knows how to deal with this swimmingly. Like Rick, you're a former journal. To be fair, have you ever been in? I know you've like not at a time when we're having to do press conferences via Zoom, but have you ever had a sort of technology mishap when you've been interviewing what? a manager or a player or anything like what that? What he's asking, no. Richard, is have you ever watched pornography in a press conference? <laughs> <laughs> you ever work from home and watch porn? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. On you can answer that too if you like. Uh, no, no, no. Nothing on that on that scale at all. But 
I, I have had the odd uh, dictaphone mishap where it's not recorded an entire interview and it's been like a one-on-one interview um but just that... you talking to yourself what did you yeah, do yeah, did yeah. you then impersonate the manager after and like no <laughs> it, it was tony mowbray at middlesbrough and uh he, he had to do it again the entire interview. oh yeah. oh fair, fair, play fair play to him he was he was, he was fine no, I was, I'd imagine like Tony Tony Mowbray would be someone who'd be like quite furious about that. No, no, he was, he was a nice bloke. He, he looks he looks really miserable and like like a rock. But, <laughs> but he does. He looks like one of them angry rocks. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. He does. Looks like he doesn't break but, down well, easy. Exactly. Yeah, when you talk to him, he's, he's a really nice bloke. But let, let's let's not get into a, a some kind of borough fest. Yeah, let's not get bogged down in Tony Mowbray, as I always say. Um, some some news coming out of the club today was uh, Benji Kimpiorka signed his new one-year deal. Uh, Matt, after your comments on the pod last week, <laughs> oh, you, must well. be de- you must be delighted about that. Uh, well, you know, I, I think we should all get behind the lad. I think we said... <laughs> no, I'm not. I think... No, he's crap. It's good, <laughs> that, we've t- it's good that we've tied it, you know, that we, we've moaned about not tying the... Uh, the young lads don't have contracts in that, but no, not for Clive. Yeah, it's um, it's not one Wait. that's gonna like fill you. Like no one really mentioned it, did that when it got announced? Like no. it just kind of an oh right, okay. Well, he's just had no. Like, it just sounds like he's had no other options, and he's just thought, oh well, I might as well sign for these again then. Yeah, for but, me, I don't know, Lewis, what you think about it, but for me, it sounds like he's. He can't really find a striker that he wants to come in. He wants like a bit of backup there. Kimpy York is just an easy option to be about seventh choice or something, isn't he? Yeah, well, obviously the option's been on the table for a while, hasn't it? So I suppose they've just prodded it along and then it's got to a point where they've probably just said, here, it's now now or never. And then, as you're saying, like, Parkinson hasn't really got any other options either, has he? So it's just a case of get, get him in and get him back to full fitness. He is, a, he is a good footballer, but we haven't really seen too much of him. Is he? I think I think he is. He, uh, people, people were saying earlier he's, he's a bit of a headless chicken, but isn't every young player that comes straight onto the first team seeing that the headless chicken Josh, is just running no. around? Jo- Josh Madger wasn't. Josh Madger, uh, he had a little bit of time in the championship, didn't he, where he kind of came on a little bit, didn't really do much, looked a yeah. bit slow, but then the league one he, he, in the pre-season he just hit the ground running. And I, think he, um, that form. I think he... He looked more comfortable than Kim Bioka, though. Kim Bioka yeah. always looks panic stricken. Yeah. But can you remember Joe? Like, he, like he runs like he's like, on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and not in a good way, not in a metaphorical like, way. It's like Literally flailing his arms fire. about and that. Like, so, like, ah! <laughs> he's a bit like. It reminds me a bit of. Um, I think Joel Lasora is a, a lot better than him, but in that, in terms of he kind of just comes on, he's got a lot of pace, but doesn't really know what he's going to do. Uh, and and then it's kind of a last minute decision when he does do it. Um, and that can be the the lot of pace and not knowing what he's going to do can be a good. Sort of, I was going to say plan B, but probably more of a plan C. Something someone you bring on like after the eighty eighth minute, like when you desperately yeah. need something. Because if he doesn't know what he's going to do, as the cliche goes, defenders yeah. don't know what he's going to do either. Richard, so yeah. maybe in maybe in that way, he's he's, he's never going to start games though, is he? He's literally a backup to a backup option. Well, the way the way Parkinson was was talking about it was is that the option is there to send him out on loan, um, maybe to a like national well, league club or or up to Scotland maybe, um, just so he can kind of bed himself in. But with the, with the contract being a year with a year's option, I think 
he'd be must be looking to bring him into the the team sooner yeah. or at some point this season. So whether it's like a short term loan and look at him in the second half of the season or what, I don't know. But it's something different, you know. Kempiak has got something different to what what the rest of the strikers have got. Um, so maybe, maybe as as you say, it's it's something to, something for for Parkinson to consider in the last five minutes of a game when when it gets a bit little, little stretched. Um, he could he could be the difference, but on on what I've seen so far, especially in in the league, um, he's done all right in the in 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 the EFL Trophy when I've seen him do that play there. But in the league, he still looks really really raw. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very, very was, raw to say the least. There was, well, a game, there was a game he came on. Was it last season? or season before, and he came on. He completely changed changed the game, and I think he. It was a, it was an EFL Cup game, so he probably didn't change the game. We we're probably five 0 up or something. Um, <laughs> but he came on and he, and he and he looked so much better, and he looked like he, he had like a bit of direction. He knew what he was doing. He was running at defenders, and the crowd and stuff were behind him. But I think he had a couple of appearances last season. where He didn't really come on and do anything bar the Coventry game, and it kind of and obviously his attitude like. We don't know about his attitude, but he kind of his contract talks and stuff, and it, it just doesn't paint paint a nice picture for fans, does it? So he's kind of written off before he's even had a go. Well, um, no, I just I just think like for anything he gained in being in the first team last season and development and you know like composure, he hasn't played and he hasn't been around the club since March. Yeah, like that's going yeah. to have disappeared. So you're going to be looking at a couple of months really for by the time he he probably hasn't been even trained with with the squad since. March, so you think? I just don't. I, j- I hope I'm wrong. I just don't see the point, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, I think, like Richard said, he's probably going to need that loan spell um, mm. just just to get his fitness up, even if it's just a couple of months or something. Um, but we've have we have tied Dan Neal down to a three year deal, which you know whether you think he should be like in the starting in the well in the squad actually um, or not. Given the fact that we lost young players recently for fifty p a pound, that's mm. quite encouraging that we've at least got him tied down as an asset, isn't it? And that, and he's not going to leave now in the next few days before the transfer window closes. Yes, well, that's what I was saying. Like everyone's like whinged before. Well, rightly so. Was whinged before about young lads going and that. Uh, Obviously, tying Kimpy. I think this is a different sort of thing. Kimpy, this is someone that clubs were actively looking to take off our hands. Um, I think when Newcastle and Leeds mentioned, um, I haven't seen anything of him other than that ball he put through against Hull. Uh, no, sorry, against Harrogate for Will Grigg. But that was lovely. So um, <laughs> it's nice to have him with us. <laughs> it is nice to have him with us. Um, be interesting to see if we do get any more players in. Phil Parkinson was talking about that today as well. Still saying he wants one or two more. Um, and in the in the Sunderland Echo, Phil Smith was suggesting that he still wants Denver, cover for Denver Hume at left back, which we've I think is obvious to everyone, really, isn't it? And he's also thinking about another central defender um, because of the injury to Morgan Feeney. Um, I don't know what you think, Richard. Do you think if we get those two more additions in, then we're looking... I think we are looking pretty solid, aren't we? I think so, yeah. I know we've got Shamali, um, Jamajli in um, in, in centre, central defence. Um, so I think if we can keep the, the back three fit, great. Um but obviously, it's probably not going to happen with the likes of Bailey Wright in there, who's who you know didn't stay fit last season, probably won't stay fit this year. Um, so I think an extra body in in defence would help. And 
maybe someone who could cover both both positions in the way that um, kind of Flanagan can with with the right side. Um, so maybe another left-sided defender to to complement um, Jamali and also Hume and and and, and the central three. Yeah, yeah, agree. Um, interesting that apparently a potential, um, I'm quoting from the Echo again here, a potential addition travelled to the Academy of Light this week for a fitness assessment, but the results of that have put an end to the prospect of an immediate God. deal, which is... That's a bad but you day, don't really you, you hear people failing medicals, don't you? But like that, this this sounds like he's failed like a pre medical. Like, Have we tried yeah. to sign Steve Evans? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have we done, yeah, I thought we just tried to sign like someone who'd been like retired for twenty he's years. Just, or well, I've like just that. nodded off. Yeah, very odd. Um, be interesting to know who that was, um, but they were the only details given out. It didn't say the deal was dead, it just said think, that he... Well, it sounds like the player's dead, but... <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do you think he failed on, like, the walk from the car to the, uh, the academy? Oh, we're <laughs> no, I've the seen enough, oh, I've seen enough. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Hanging on to the wall at the end. <laughs> I, I, I imagine Parkinson's team's fitness assessments are quite, like, like high intensity as well because the 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 team now since he's been coaches have been a lot fitter haven't they so they've got this different standard so I can imagine a lot of players coming especially when they're not playing for six months they're going to come back if they haven't kept themselves in decent shape then you're just going to shake your head at them aren't you because we don't know how long the season's going to be playing for you want your players to come in yeah. and be ready straight away um, so that's another probably another factor as to why we haven't signed anyone maybe yeah, very true. Um, and, and this players do look fitter as well. Actually, it's it's it's, it's quite fair to say. Um, Partinson also said he doesn't expect anyone else to leave, which I just thought was interesting because we've still got Aidan McGeady hanging around. Um, I don't know. If, he's only written off the one. He's already said that. He's yeah. Not I don't know if he's like sort of included in that because of the fact that he's kind of just been frozen out, but positive that we're not expecting anyone to leave and that we're just gonna gonna strengthen. Um, that was about it from Parkinson today, apart from getting interrupted by uh, very dodgy sounding clips. Um, the lads touched on this on Monday, but I just wanted to go over Denver Hume a little bit because I don't think he's getting singled out for praise enough. Um, always been a big advocate of of Denver Hume um, personally, but you know he's played every game. He's played the full ninety in all of them, and I think out of the players that have played, well, at least a couple or, or all of the games so far, he's been he's been our most consistent player, both like in terms of threat, and he's not really been not looked particularly dodgy down that left hand side or anything, have we? I think he's been our most consistent player, um, especially attacking wise. Uh, but I, again, it goes back to the pace and power in the team, and he's pretty much the only one who has any. Um, yeah, yeah. So it kind of he does stand out, and he, I think he's a level above what he is. Oh, Chris will have a go at us for this because I've been like quite critical of him in the past, mainly because of his defensive duties. But the way we're playing at the moment with Flanagan is covering that left hand flank a lot more. It's opening a lot more space for Denver Hume. You don't really see him doing too much defensively apart from putting the odd challenge in, which he's been a lot better. He's been a lot braver. But um, going forward, he's just yeah, he's ten times better than anybody else that we've got. Yeah, and what you're saying about he, he's potentially playing a level below what he is, that's a worry for me personally. He was linked with mm. he was linked with Huddersfield, wasn't he, in January last season and obviously it doesn't look like he's gonna go anywhere now, but if he keeps going the way he is, because his, his crossing of the ball is fantastic. I think from open play, I've I've said this before, I think he's arguably our best crosser of the ball, his delivery is fantastic and the way he can run in the box we, we saw that for the way he won the penalty on Saturday like he's just such an all-round threat that 
clubs in the championship, especially if they're playing with wing backs as well, he could, especially if he like keeps going the way he is, he could slot right in to a system like that in the division above. He's been directly involved in three of the four goals we've scored so far this season. Yeah, yeah. Everything, I mean, I wish we had a duplicate of him down the right-hand side at the moment because I feel like that's that's where the unevenness is. Um, well, Matthew, Matthew will argue with that, won't, won't, won't you, Matthew? Well, I think we've got one that we're not utilising enough, frankly, to be <laughs> oh, honest. No. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. We, we've, <laughs> got, we've mentioned, um, <laughs> we mentioned Jamadjli at centre-half. We failed to recognise <laughs> the versatility of Mr Conor McLaughlin. No. <laughs> Mr Conor McLaughlin, give him the respect he's due, I like Well, that. it's the least he deserves. We... I look. If you're looking for someone with pace, <laughs> poise, poise, wow, uh, poise. technique, um, and just what, the all round. Fav- what's your favourite part of his technique? Uh, I like the way that he has none, and he's managed to be a professional footballer for the best part of a decade. <laughs> very good, very good answer. Uh, yeah. Well, he, he, you know, he, he came on at the end end of the game on Saturday, didn't he, Matthew? You know, he came on to shore things up, and uh, he didn't. Add, he didn't add one. He, you did predict he would score, no, but. <clears throat> did um, just trying to remember how many goals we conceded when he came on the pitch um, none I think absolutely the answer was none. absolutely <laughs> none um, against arguably one of the most dangerous attacks in the league so <laughs> I think well, that's I don't need to say any more on the, on the subject really apart I- from Justice for Conor McLaughlin. Justice for Conor McLaughlin, indeed. Um, well, now that we've covered full backs, um, I think we'll have a quick break there and then we will look ahead to the game in a bit more detail and see what the goings on are at the Valley. Hi, this is Kieran Brady and you're listening to the Wise Men Say Podcast. Welcome back to the Wise Men Say podcast. Before we look ahead to Saturday's game, just a reminder to go to fromtheterraces.co.uk. Get yourself a lovely long-sleeved polo shirt or a jumper because it's getting colder now. Um, or, I don't know if anyone saw this today, they had a prototype of an overshirt that looked pretty snazzy. Yeah, I saw I like that on that. Instagram. Yeah, same, Matthew. Same, I like that a lot. Are you, you going to potentially delve into one of them if they Pro- become widely available? I hope, well, yeah, I hope they do because... Uh very much would like would like one of those is it like a shocket i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Yes, exactly. It is. Yeah. Oh, I love jackets. Really big fan of them. I've got loads. I keep buying them. I need to stop. 
But I might buy uh, another well, one. Well, buy one more. Yeah. Well, but if, if you're going to buy this other one, Lewis, you can get 10% off using the discount code WMS10 from the terraces.co.uk if they do become widely available. I mean, Chris will be listening to this now, so he pretty much has to, he, yeah. he's going to have to make them widely available. You know, um, what, um, <clears throat> you know what else he'll be listening to? Well, uh, tomorrow, probably this time tomorrow, really, he'll be listening to the From the Terraces podcast. You can get involved with that at all your favourite podcast apps, the one that you're listening on now, I'm sure, and you can follow the podcast as well, can't you, Matthew, on Twitter? You can, um, if you are listening to this on Friday, and uh, but just turn this podcast off now <laughs> and head over to uh, From the Terraces podcast and listen to that. I agree, and follow us on Twitter at Terraces Podcast as well. And the From the Terraces general Twitter is from underscore Terraces. And remember that discount code is WMS10 at fromtheterraces.co.uk. Now on to Charlton. Um, been quite interesting a few weeks for Charlton as well, as I'm sure you're all aware they have had um, some even worse ownership issues than us, it's fair to say. Um, I was chatting on Twitter earlier to a Charlton fan I follow, um, Benjamin Roberts, who's also a writer, recently wrote a book called Bottled, um, which is a look at football's um, relationship with alcohol. Um, little plug for that there, because um, Benj- Benjamin gives us the lowdown on Charlton, saying fans are totally in love with um, their new owner, which I know is yeah. something we've um, kind of experienced a little bit. Um, with Thomas Sandgard's taking over the club, um, he does seem like he is... Unlike our owners, um, does have quite a lot of money. Um, he's made his money with a company called Zenex Inc., um, which um, is quite boring medical device manufacturer. But he does not look boring at all. Has anyone else seen him on the Charlton Athletic Twitter posing with guitars and stuff yeah. like that? He's an ex. He was in a band, wasn't he? He, he was involved in music before he got. He became an entrepreneur. Ah, was, he in, right, okay. was he in Skids? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know which band you Very in. good. I got that, Matthew. That was good. <laughs> Thanks. We'll leave that there. If you, if you know, you know. <laughs> but he, do, he does look absolutely mental at the same time. He does, but the, the fans, um, even the ones who are quite sceptical, apparently, have been like kind of saying, well, it does look like he has quite a lot of money. And apparently that's altered expectations a little bit. Um, and what you expectation- want, well, yeah, exactly. Well, the expectation is now that they should be looking for a promotion, but it's kind of dependent on them getting signings in. So, you know, maybe we're going to catch them before they get a raft of players in. Although, we've already had one player join, haven't the Richard? Um, Marcus Madison, who has yeah. been perennially linked with Sunderland, hasn't he? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that's kind of put to bed those little transfer rumours which were never going to happen um, but yeah when when the, when Charlton did the, the reveal earlier today it was just like a sea of tattoos couldn't actually make out who it was at all but, uh, unless you like unless you know Marcus Madison's uh, tattoos off by heart yeah, if you know the the full detail of his of his ink, so yeah. to speak, um, it, w- it would be quite typical if he's involved on Saturday and, and does get the winner. I don't think that um, that's probably what everyone's expecting now, isn't it? That would be too much of an on the nose prediction to make. Um, made an interesting start of the season. Charlton won the open their opening game, but they've lost two since. Lost uh, away to Lincoln 
at the weekend. Um, does any, did anyone see the highlights of this game, by the way? Like, the first goal of Conceded is absolutely hilarious. Their goalkeeper saved a penalty, like, with his... Penalty went down the middle, like, kind of like... I was going to say accidentally saved it. That made it a bit harsh, but a fortunate save. Broke to the edge of the box where the Lincoln player essentially won a 50-50 and then it just fell back to the player who took it <laughs> and just like had a tap in. It was one of the most League One goals I've ever seen. Um, looked like quite an even game, to be fair, though. So maybe they're coming into this with a bit of confidence. Um, I don't know what what's everyone's feelings going into this because of the fact that we've won... Um, you know, we've won our last two and we're unbeaten. Uh, Lewis, do you think do you think a point from this would be would be all right? hundred percent. It's a bogey game, isn't it? You never know what you're gonna get with Charlton and we, we know that quite well as well. So like even though they have had a rough start of the season, they've had all this transfer talk, they've finally got a transfer, they they have just signed Marcus Madison, who will be one of the best players in the league again. But obviously he won't have played for seven months, so hopefully he is knackered. And fat. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> couldn't get all his tattoos in because he's uh, he's put a bit of weight on. Um, <laughs> wow. Nah, I'm, Lewis, I'm not looked at him. Lewis has lost some weight and got tension <laughs> in lockdown. No? This is a peek behind the curtain, right? If you're not following on Instagram. And now he thinks he can oh, no. dig out professional footballers. Rick's so shocked. Rich, he's Richard his, fell over. Yeah, <laughs> Richard's <laughs> just knacked his new hip. Absolutely. Oh, fucking hell, Rick, you're all right. <laughs> Rick's camera has gone off, I'm worried about him. Um, but, Lewis, come on, you're setting yourself up for, like, I don't know, Marcus no, Madison, I, not yeah. just score the winner, but I'm like, lift up his shirt, reveal a belly, according to you, and then, like, a vest in, like, fuck Lewis Newton or something. You've got to hope he doesn't, you've got to, we've got to hope he doesn't play, because he is one of those tormental players who will get himself up based on nothing. Um, like like he did when we played Peterborough last season, he tore us a new one, and then he smiled in front of Jack Ross, and it was pretty much the end of Jack Ross after that, wasn't it? So, um, but I don't think it was because of that, though. It was. It was all because of that. No, um, <laughs> but obviously we've started really well, and we've started really comfortably defensively. So I'd, I think if you go, if you come home with a clean sheet and like any, anything else is a bonus. So you've um, you've just described Marcus Madison as. Um, one of the best footballers in the league, and then you've basically made him sound like Twiggy from the Royal Family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. Um, I don't know, Matt, are you worried about Charlton at all, or are you just seeing them as a bunch of daft little South London slugs? Bunch of daft knackers. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I actually don't mind Charlton. Um, uh, I don't like him, though. The, um, the I think he'll be involved. I think purely because it's against us. Like, as I don't think obviously he won't. I don't think he'll start. But I wouldn't no. be surprised if he's in the squad at all. Um, just to bring on like free kicks, maybe in the latter stages, if the if the if the trailing, uh, which there will be, because <laughs> we're oh, yeah. so you're confident then. Well, we well I can't not be Rory, can I? Because I've said that we are going to drop. And no more points. Yes, very true, very true, you have. Um, Richard, can you restore some some balance to these wild opinions? Lewis is slagging <laughs> off the weight of a player. Matthew said we're going to drop no, drop no more points. Are you feeling a bit more a bit more stoic ahead of our trip to the Valley? I don't think we've got anything too much to fear. Um, I know it looks probably like our strongest test so far, but we've come through... Two pretty big tests in uh, in in Oxford and uh, and uh, Peterborough as well, and you know Bristol Bristol Rovers out. That's just the the one blot on it. Considering how how poor a start of the season they've had, you know that their point against us was the only point they've got so far. 
Um, yeah. So I'm, well, I, I want to get out of this whole mindset of, of fear and these teams that that we go to because I'm, I'm sick of it. Really, we should be we should be acting it, acting the big ones in this league. We should be swaggering around. Um, yeah. And yeah, we haven't done it so far. We're starting to build up a little bit of momentum now. So, so let's, yeah. let's let's go in there and, and, and be really confident. I'm saying this with a really boring voice as well, like it's the worst motivational speech ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why that's why you're not the manager, Rick. That's all the why players we're just... switched off now. <laughs> yeah, they're all gone home. <laughs> gone home. Even if they're listeners home, they've left and gone home. Um you're right though, we should be playing with swagger, but I don't think Phil Parkinson's gonna send us out with that. I think He'll be looking at this away from home. We've won two on the bounce. Let's keep things tight. If if we come out with a nil-nil, that's not the end of the world. But let's, you know, we'll we'll look to play on the on the break, try and like catch them on the counter and or maybe just hope like we, we, we say quite a lot, which I don't think is an unreasonable way for us to play. We've got better quality in our side than most do. Let's just hope that shows. Um, it's kind of fair. To be fair, that's kind of what we did against Oxford. Beating, you know, going nil-nil at half-time. We came out all guns blazing at the start of the second half, and it did work. It's not a, it's not a terrible way for us to approach games, is it, Lewis? No, our chance creation at the moment is great compared to what it was last season, especially at the start yeah. of the season where it was um, we were struggling to get shots on target against Bolton and stuff like that. So, I mean, if you create the chances, I mean, we've got that many strikers, we should be scoring. Um, but again, if you keep a clean sheet, like you said, against Oxford, we keep it solid at the back. Did the same against Peterborough. Like they, they look, they look like they were going to score a couple of times, but we kind of we were quite solid. Um, so just keep keep it tight and take take any chance that comes. Agree, agree. Yeah, that dugout. Uh, yeah, Matt's Well, Frank's not not made an he's appearance. Not, on the, he's not on even this in. The, he's yet. not even in the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, maybe it's not being picked up on the mic then. But you know, just in in case new listeners are wondering what that is, um, Charlton of course don't have Lyle Taylor anymore, so that's one bit of. It's a bonus, isn't you know, it? Yeah, um, they did obviously bring in um, oh, the lad from Heart. What's he called? Um, Connor, Connor Washington. Washington. Yeah, um, not like a direct replacement, and they're still looking for a striker apparently. But you know that that's that's a big blow for them losing him. I know that was always going to happen when they came back down to League One. But you know we we've seen the quality of him, and you know it was a player definitely above League One level. Um, for the Sunderland side, you know I was on a, I was mentioning before hoping that bit of quality would just show potentially. But we've got Chris Maguire is still a doubt, and Lyndon Gooch, although he did train today has a groin problem. Uh, Max Power back in training after he missed out last weekend, so could potentially see a little, yet again, more changes, although more forced ones this time to Parky's starting 11, couldn't we? Yeah, I think, um, uh, I don't know, if I hope, I'm hoping Gooch is, is fit, to be honest. Um, although if he, because we don't play for two weeks, do we? After yes, this. that's right. Yeah, um, we have got, we've got um, the checker trade, the lease, uh, whatever it's called, right. well, um, in the week. But yeah. yes, we don't um, have a league game. Yeah, I'm hoping he'll be able to get through the game. Really, and Maguire, um, same. Uh, it does seem like he, one of them, probably won't make it. Um, who don't know who the, I don't know who would come in to be honest. Uh, well, I think O'Brien. if one of yeah, I think if one of them isn't fit, he might play Scowan higher up, like he did, mm-hmm. in, like he did against Peterborough um, for for some of the game. Because you know, Power's probably going to come back into that midfield, and I think he, I think he 
does quite, you know, the Parkinson's mentioned it quite a bit that he sees Scowan potentially a little bit higher up. He featured there against Peterborough. Does anyone else agree? Maybe well, he could. Was, he was certainly better out there, to be he fair. Because he was crap in the middle. <laughs> he looked lost in the middle in the first half. He didn't. He, he, there, was, there was a huge gap between him and Ledbit, and obviously Ledbit likes to sit, and he needed someone who was going to be box to box, like Max Power does the job quite nicely. But he just looked lost and he was wandering out to the left looking like he needed to support Hume a bit too much, but he didn't. Um, and then when he moved him into that forward position, he was getting down the wings and, he, and he's quick, so he kind of he, he's, he's nippy, isn't he? So he, he kind of scares defenders a bit because you don't know which way he's going to twist. Um, and then putting the ball in, his deliveries weren't great, mind. Yeah, no, but they were, you know it's probably the most dangerous, well, easily the most, apart from that Villa game, it, the most dangerous he's looked for us while not playing against children. Um, Josh Scowen, <laughs> so... Midlands. Yeah, children from the Midlands, actually, sorry, yeah, do need to caveat it with it's children. <laughs> from, from the West Midlands at that <laughs> as well. Specifically from the West The West Midlands, Midlands not from the East Midlands. <laughs> I don't know how that became a thing, but I really <laughs> I really enjoy it. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Obviously, Matthew, you mentioned O'Brien could come back into the side, but I don't know, after, after what he showed last week, I think I'd be... I might, I might, you know, be eating me words if this does happen. And maybe it was a flash in the pan, but I'd be tempted to give Scowan another go there. I don't know, Richard. Do you do you agree, or would you have someone a bit more of a safe option like O'Brien come back in? No, I'd, I'd probably stick with. He looked he looked comfortable, um, but as, as as Lewis said, his deliveries weren't great. But he he was he was all right, steady away. Um, yeah, I, I would I wouldn't consider changing the shape to accommodate. Oh no, players, definitely. So. Not. They're just starting to get used to it, aren't they? Like you can see, yeah. you can see the way it opens up and the way it's supposed to be. Um, but yeah, again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't drop Scowan. I don't think. I think he did all right in the second half. And if Maguire's not there, then he, he's playable. Um, I'd bring Power back in though, because um, I think you just need you need that leadership, especially when you're going away to teams. Yeah, yeah, definitely very good shout. Um, yeah, in, as, in good, as good as Ledbetter has been as well. Um, I'd still play Ledbetter. He needs. Um, yeah, he definitely needs. Yeah. He needs Mobility around him as well, because while it, while he can pick a pass, he you know to to get box to box as you say, power powers the the best opportunity between them both. I, yeah, I, I think with O'Brien as well, he he kind of changed the game a little bit when he came on um, in the second half against Peterborough because he was he was running at them a lot more, um, and we, we weren't really getting anyone behind Charlie White. Was obviously trying to, but he's about seven yards behind anything. So um, <laughs> when O'Brien is a bit quicker, isn't he? So he was he was getting us further upfield and worked a little bit better. Give them something else to think about. No, definitely, um, and obviously, it'd be interesting to see which striker he goes with. Given that it's been a different one, he, well, all three of the main sort of three strikers, Graham White and Greg, have started so far. For me, I think White has to come out. It was a really poor showing, but I think he'll keep the physical presence. I think, and I think it's what I would. Well, if if it was me, I, I'd, I would rather see Will Greg start, but I think Parkinson is. Probably going to go with Danny Graham this week, or does anyone disagree? Kim Bioka for me. <laughs> <laughs> He's not fit enough to start. He'll come on off the bench. Uh, yeah. Ten minutes yeah, to go, yeah, like Marcus him. Madison. <laughs> Danny Graham with, for me. Yeah, Graham with, for me as well. With the strikers, there's been like a theory that that Parkinson's been kind of going matching up against against the opposition and and, and going like kind of horses for courses. But I, th- I just think it's something more simple than that. I think he's just been testing. Different combinations, just like yeah. you would do in pre-season, but because we only had three games in pre-season, and and then those those two cup games, it's 
it hasn't really given him that much opportunity to look at those those striking options. Um, only, I think only... what he what he's working up to is is to put Wake and Greg on the uh, not Wake and Greg Wake and Graham on the in the in a dream ticket partnership. Damn yeah. me! That's just, <laughs> just something we all want to see, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry, Lewis. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, like, he, he did, with strikers, it's different, isn't it? Then you chop and change them. You kind of don't give them a run of games. They're not going to score goals for you. Like we've seen this with Grig. He's had like five games and then he's out the team. Charlie Wags back in. He's had five games out the team. We've never really had a striker for the last couple of seasons, apart from probably Magic, who's had a proper run of games, um, yes. and giving themselves the right chance to put themselves like put their name in that. Obviously, if you when, when you're not playing very well all the time, it's different, isn't it? But I don't think we've really seen... Well, we haven't seen that yet this, this season because he's changed them every week, but he needs to give someone, one of them, of, of the two, are definitely running the side. Yeah, I'd, I would really like to see him stick with someone. I said at the start of the season, I'd like to see Grigg given 10 games um, where possible. Um, yeah. I, just, I, I just don't think he is going to start Grigg. I'm not sure what... Charter like defensively in terms of you know physicality and pace and stuff like that, but he likes his big presence up front. And if it has to be one of the two, I'd, I'd rather see Graham there. Maybe it'll depend as well what his options he's got out wide. You know, if he's got the pace of Gooch and or, or Maguire, who you know I know Maguire's corners aren't the best, but he can he can put a good cross in. That might dictate things somewhat. Um, but team selection will be will be interesting just because of the the potential doubts in there and the striker situation as well. Um, score prediction-wise, though, we've all said that we think Parky may set up for a draw. Do we think it's gonna? Do we think it's gonna pan out like that? Um, Richard, I'll come to you first. I think I'd take a draw, but I'd like. I'd like well, obviously, I'd like a win, but I, th- I think we might just nick it. <laughs> I do like it when we win. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, like it's all right. Yeah, I, th- I think we'll just nick it. I'd take a 2-1. And for us to exact revenge on them and score like a really late date, Ooh. deep into injury time, scrappy finish. Tom Flanagan to score as well to avenge him losing his yes. man for that goal at Wembley. Love Flanners as well. Not enough mentions for Tom Flanagan on the pod. How about you, Lewis? Do you see us as, as dramatic at the end as Richard does? I think we are. We, we do grow into games, don't we? So um, I think if we do score, it will be a second-half goal. Just like I see us keep it tight at the back again. Bailey Wright, it's been awesome since he's come in. So, um, yeah, keep it tight. Keep keep just don't concede. Just go down and don't concede. And if anything else is a bonus, very very pragmatic there, Lewis. Like it's, a, it's like you're a coach, um, Matthew. We obviously know that you think we're going to win because we're we're going to drop no more points. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> but just exactly how emphatic is that win going to be? Four uh, one for Clive. Oh, four one. Take us through us. Come on. Um... Well, we'll go with the Danny Graham opener. Um, we'll have we'll have Chris Maguire, who's going to be fit. I've decided oh, okay. getting good, two, and then Bailey Wright. Um, oh, nice! You know, and then obviously um, Marcus Madison. Marcus Madison pinging one in from the end of the bo- edge of the box for Charlton. I think you've only mentioned three three scores. No, I said Chris McGuire getting two. Sorry. Oh, did you? Sorry, I yeah. didn't pick that up. Uh, um, Connor McLaughlin no- coming on, but just <laughs> glancing a header wide. No, oh, that's a shame. No, no assists for Connor McLaughlin. Of his own goal. No, no oh, assists. No. Just on to show the defence up. Really. Oh, okay. So he's no not. No need. No need for that's not what he is, Rory. He's not a threat. He's you know he's just. He's a, not. A, I know he's not a threat. He's not a threat in uh, any way. Well, yeah, I'm gone. <laughs> he's just I'm actually. Tell her. <laughs> Sorry, Lewis, what'd you say? He's just coming out to clap the fans, isn't he? 
Well, you, d- you know, it deserves a little, it's like a little testimonial every week for him, what isn't it? fans? <laughs> <laughs> the fans Whoever, watching at home, he's going to look directly down the lens. Van in that particular week. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Well, 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 I don't know if we can, we, we've heard some things about um, people yeah. watching for, we, we probably shouldn't say anything though, should we? But no. Let's think, no, who no. knows, maybe maybe some are going to be down there watching again, that would be fun, wouldn't it? Um, we're obviously all going to be watching from various different locations, we are going to try and manufacture some kind of reaction pod on Saturday, which will obviously, according to Matthew Key, then be reacting to another victory um before we go does anyone else have anything to add any more predictions any more any more statements anything outrageous or are we all good no i've, I've got all my outrageous behavior i think okay good, save some for tomorrow yeah I've save some from the terraces i came on the pod and called the professional football of fat so i think, um, <laughs> I think I, your I, work your work here is done now i've said something outrageous I agree. Well, hopefully Marcus Madison is fat, useless, just like the rest of those stupid little addict slugs. And it's going to be another three (laughs) points for the lads at the Valley on Saturday. Thank you for listening. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.